Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Arts and the Science Guy podcast. And you know what? Everybody seems to be searching for obesity nowadays. Actually, today on Google, it's kind of trending. So I figured, why don't we just talk about it today? You know, obesity is kind of like one of those things where you can look at a person and tell if they're obese or not, but not according to the medical definition, because there could be skinny fat people, which could be considered obese as well, according to the definition. And believe it or not, obesity is a medical condition, sometimes considered a disease in which abnormal excess body fat has accumulated to such extent that it may have negative effects on the health. Well, surprise, surprise. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But people are classified as obese when their body mass index, or BMI, as you know, a measurement obtained by dividing the person's weight by the square of the person's height, despite <laughs> known allometric inaccuracies, that is over 30 kilograms per meter squared. The range is normally from 25 to 30 kilograms per meter squared, is defined as overweight. However, it's not set in stone. For example, some Eastern Asian countries use lower values to calculate obesity. So then why is it considered a medical condition? Well, obesity is a major cause of disability and is correlated with various diseases and conditions, particularly cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, obstructive sleep apnea, certain types of cancer, and osteoarthritis. So then how do we know that high BMI is a marker well, that's pretty simple because we look at clinical data, people are getting treated in hospitals and we see a correlation between people who are obese and some of the underlying diseases that cause the obesity. However, one can argue that BMI is a marker of risk for, but not a direct cause of, disease caused by diet and physical activity. A reciprocal link has been found between obesity and depression, with obesity increasing the risk of clinical depression and also depression leading to a higher chance of developing obesity. So it's kind of interrelated. So as you can see, the obesity has individual socioeconomic and environmental causes. Some of the known causes are diet, physical activity, automation, urbanization, genetic susceptibility, actually, medications, mental disorders, economic policies. Yes, even economic policies. Well, that kind of leads to depression. So that's kind of understandable. Endocrine disorders and exposure to endocrine disrupting chemicals. Huh, endocrine disruptor? Endocrine disruptors sometimes are referred to as hormonally active agents, endocrine disrupting chemicals or endocrine disrupting com compounds. These are chemicals that can interfere with endocrine or hormonal systems inside a human. Believe it or not, these disruptions can cause cancerous tumors, birth defects, and other developmental disorders. Sounds kind of interesting. I bet these endocrine disruptors have kind of caught your eye or maybe your ear. These are found in many household and industrial products. Endocrine disruptors interfere with synthesis, secretion, transport, binding, action, or elimination of natural hormones in the body that are responsible for development, behavior, fertility, and maintenance of homeostasis, which is normal cell metabolism. Do you have any of those around your household? I don't know. Now listen, I'm not an expert. I'm not going to talk about the endocrine disruptors so much, but do your research, please. Or maybe we'll have a podcast episode on those. If you want to see one, I'll leave a link here. You can vote yes or no, and I'll make a podcast episode on these. So epidemiological studies of being overweight and obesity in children and adults covering 195 countries have shown that the prevalence of the obesity has steadily increased in most countries, doubling in 73 countries between the years of 1980 and 2015. And since most of you live in the United States, you probably want to hear about the United States. Well, I'll tell you. As of 2015, the United States and China had the largest number of obese adults, and China and India had the largest number of obese children. By 2018, 42% of Americans were obese. Sounds pretty interesting, so almost every other person that you meet on the street might be or is obese. So what do you do? You try to lose weight, you do New Year's resolutions, 
and then you kind of lose weight, but then you kind of go back to your previous weight. You kind of deviate to the mean, right? And you know, you're not the only one because while a majority of obese individuals at any given time are attempting to lose weight and are often successful, research shows that maintaining that weight loss over long term basically provides very little hope and proves to be rare. It's like you want to lose weight, you get on a bicycle, and then you go up and down like a yo-yo. But I'll call it weight cycling. And the reasons for weight cycling are not fully understood, but mainly include decreased energy expenditure combined with an increased biological urge to eat during and after caloric restriction. This is where a balanced diet and diet education comes into play. The jury's still out on this one, and more studies are needed to determine if weight cycling and yo-yo dieting contribute to inflammation and disease risk in obese individuals. And listen, I cannot give you any suggestions. You should talk to a licensed dietitian or an MD about this, but there's basically no effective well-defined evidence-based intervention for preventing obesity. Obesity prevention will require a complex approach, including interventions at community, family, and individual levels. What do doctors recommend nowadays? Well, changes to diet and exercising are the main treatments recommended by health professionals. Diet quality can be improved by reducing the consumption of energy-dense foods, such as those with high fat or sugars, and by increasing the intake of dietary fiber. But then life would have been way too easy, right? It's got to throw a curveball at you to make things pretty hard. And whatever, despite whatever I said, however, large-scale analyses have found an inverse relationship between energy density and energy cost of foods in developed nations. So then what do you do then? Medications can be used along with suitable diet to reduce appetite or decrease fat absorption. If diet, exercise, and medication are not effective, a gastric balloon or surgery may be performed to reduce stomach volume or length of the intestine. That leads to feeling full earlier or reduced ability to absorb nutrients from food. The cool thing is that obesity is preventable in most cases. And obesity is a leading preventable cause of death worldwide with increasing rates in adults and children. In 2015, 600 million adults or 12% and 100 million children were obese in 195 countries. If you compare a male and a female, obesity is more common in women than men. And obviously, treating obesity costs money, so public health officials view it as one of the most serious public health problems of the 21st century. Today, there's a stigma around obesity. However, conversely, some of the cultures past and present have favorable view of obesity, seeing it as a symbol of wealth and fertility. Nevertheless, in 2013, several medical societies, including the American Medical Association and the American Heart Association, classified obesity as a disease. There's a lot more stuff to cover, such as classification, effects on health, causes, public health, the management, medical interventions, so on and so forth. If you'd like me to create a podcast on these individual topics surrounding obesity, please let me know. I kind of try to keep it short to not bore you guys. I'll leave a little link here and a little survey down in the podcast description that you can actually vote on. So that I know. Should I create a podcast? Should I not? If you know someone who can benefit from this information, please share this podcast with them. And please stay healthy. I will see you in the next one.